Hey, it's Juice and Mo with a bonus pod quick edition reacting to the big deal. Oh, yes, Morgan. Trade season is officially upon us because we got a big one. Yeah. It's been a while since we had a big trade. Well, we got a massive one in the NBA today. The Pascal Siakam sweepstakes all over the Indiana Pacers land him. And I know what some people are thinking. Yeah, but what a risk this could be. They're giving up three picks. Bruce Brown's expiring contract. Mm -hmm. Jordan Noir's contract. What are they doing? Well, Woj is reporting that he is excited about playing with Tyrese Halliburton, excited to be with the Pacers, and is expected to be eager to work out a new contract with the franchise this summer. So... The Raptors move on from Siakam. Let's start with the Pacers angle to this. They've been really fun to watch in the East. They're not a finished product by any means. No. But Tyrese Halliburton's one of the best young players in the league, and now they got something to go alongside him. That's it. Well, that right there, something to go alongside him on the offensive end, and then you look at the Pacers' non-existent defense that I think has shown a few flashes here and there that there could be something there. Maybe at some point you had Pascal Siakam in there, and you're already on the right track. Sure, one person can't be the answer to all of your defense, but at the same same time you are still pushing in the right direction and i'm i'm excited for that for them but i also do like you said go to the offensive end and you have something else next to tyrese halliburton so it's not going to be all on him trying to take some step back threes or when teams start to blitz him more and more and more and figuring out his game it's like he has someone else that can take over morgan we were at the in-season tournament championship in vegas lakers taking on the pacers uh-huh. and the lakers just blitz 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 as you mentioned yes that's and what I was it thinking presented of. some crazy problems for the pacers you're looking around going, who else is going to step up? Well, now you've got another guy that can go get you a bucket. And I think from Siakam's perspective, he was tied to so many teams, right? Sacramento being one of them. Mm-hmm. You're wondering, why, why does he want to go play with the Pacers? To me, this makes so much sense for him. I think Tyrese Halliburton is a fun player to play with. Mm-hmm. He plays with joy. He's going to get you the ball. You're going to play fast and play free. Number two... He doesn't have to be a number two or number three on a team. Mm-mm. I think there you're going, he's probably a 1B. And he sometimes he thinks, might be the guy. Right, and he might even think he's a 1A here. Like, I am the guy. This is what the market is for me and what people want for me around the league. And that's what I believe I can be. No, you're exactly right about that. And that's huge, especially when you talk about what Woj put out there about him being excited about playing with Tyrese and uh, Miles Turner and being coached by Rick Carlisle and going, okay, this could be a place where it it becomes a new home for Pascal Siakam. A lot of things make sense there. Now, the pick situation, you're probably wondering, three firsts for a guy who could walk. He technically could walk, and we have seen players say that they're staying and then end up dipping Kyrie Irving, a big example, with Boston, right? But it sounds like it's tracking that he'll stay with the Indiana Pacers. Uh, The details on the picks, it's a 2024. There's two first-rounders, one from Indiana, which the way they're playing... It's not going to be a super high pick. Mm-hmm. And one is via the worst of Oklahoma City, U- Utah, Houston Clippers. Okay. So whatever, the worst pick from that group. Okay. So that's going to be kind of like in the 20s. And then one first rounder from Indiana in 2026, but it's top four protected. Okay. So I'm not trying to diminish the, 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 the pick situation here, but for Indiana, it's like, hey, we want a guy that can go with Tyrese Halliburton. This is a good gamble for them, especially if they believe that they could keep Siakam here long term. And then big picture wise, I think so many people are going to go, well, what's this mean? They're not going to beat Boston this year. 
Who cares about this year? This year is about getting to the playoffs, getting yep. that experience to uh, Tyrese Halliburton, some yep. playoff experience, and building from there. In addition to that, Morgan, they didn't have to give up Ben Matherin in this deal. Nope. They didn't have to give up any of their young players in this deal or Buddy Heald's expiring contract. There are still moves that could be made for, from this Indiana team. So I, I love this move by the Pacers. I think it puts them in a really good spot going forward. And you know what? They, they've given a lot to Tyrese Halliburton from a contract uh is it new contract and all that max yeah. deal? Well, now they're showing we're going to get some pieces around you. Yeah, and and like you said, it it it's it was just the right situation for both sides, right? Masai really wanted those three first round picks from probably any team yep. in this league uh, that he was dealing with, and who actually could give that up and be in that position? Well, the Indiana Pacers were in a really good position, and on top of all of that, when you look at this situation for Pascal and what he was saying about Sacramento, like I don't intend on re-signing there. So then you know right there that it's a rental that you you have to beg to yeah, stay yeah. where in Indiana you're already hearing him going like I could see myself here being the star doing what I need to do make a lot of money uh play with Tyrese Halliburton be coached by Rick Carlisle so I get all of these different things and uh and Indiana having to give up those three first round picks yeah and I going back to Sacramento too it's like you you get why he maybe wouldn't want to be here De'Aaron Domas so Sabonis, even Keegan Keegan. Murray. <laughs> and yeah. then, so you're trying to figure out where you fit into that. That's a question mark, right? And then Sacramento, are you going to give up multiple first rounders for a guy, like you said, that could be here for two and a half months and say, dip, I'm out. Yep. See you later. That would put you in a really tough spot. But Indiana, man, what a big time move for them, especially if Siakam stays there. From the Raptors perspective on this, mm. I mean, I think they did pretty well. You get three first-round picks. And even if they're not like, oh, my God, these are top picks in the draft, you could still package them in Assets, trades. And yep. it's, we're seeing what OKC's done with picks for years Correct. and years, and they still haven't totally capitalized on all that yet in terms of making a big trade. But they got Bruce Brown, who's got a team option for next year. They're probably not going to pick it up. It's worth $22 million. This is not a big deal. So now with OG, who... Wasn't going to stay there. They got young assets yeah. back. And then for Siakam, who they weren't going to keep because he, they weren't going to give him the Supermax if it, if he qualified for it, they got three first-round picks and expirings. It's not bad. It No, it's definitely not bad. I think when you look at both sides, you go, okay, well, it sounds like it works for both sides. I think if you really take a step back, because this is what people um, that consume the NBA like to do and pick apart, is go, well, hindsight, should you have done something with Pascal Siakam last year? But yeah. maybe you, weren't, yeah. you, you truly weren't ready for that transition away from Pascal Siakam and that sometimes that, that thought process of, oh, we can get the most for this guy no matter where what year it's going to be, no matter what his contract is and everything. And you still did get a lot of assets out of this with those three first-round picks. And Bruce Brown, like you said, expiring. You, it's, and yeah. maybe they trade him for something else soon. Like maybe you can find a, a team that's like, hey, Bruce Brown, we could use mm -hmm. him on a team that's trying to make a push here. Maybe you get an additional asset from that. And I go. I also go too because now you look at Scotty Barnes and his future with the Raptors, and you go, "You're exactly right." How do you make his life easier and better as soon as possible yeah. with some of these assets with Bruce, Bruce Brown? So yeah, I'm excited to see where Toronto goes from this. I'm intrigued to see where Indiana goes from this. I, the, my one question, I guess, just thinking about this because this is our instant reaction, right? 
I think we're going to be looking at the Siakam deal and go, was this the right player at this time to go get? Like, I have no doubt he's going to help them. I'm a big Siakam fan. Yeah. I mean, this is an all-star level player. Yeah. He gets you a bucket. Does a lot out there. Even defensively, some people are like, oh, he's up and down. You know what? For that Pacers team, he's long athletic with Miles Turner out there. I think he'll do pretty well. Agreed. But was this the move? He's 29. You're going to plan on keeping him. Is that the right target? Could they have been more patient with their approach? Did they need to do this now? Could they have waited a little bit longer to maybe execute a plan like this? Well, this is what I'll say. From two people that cover a lot of Sacramento Kings basketball, and we're looking at this trade deadline, how many times have we said, Monty and Wes, get something done now. Get something done now before everyone is you know, used up, before um, all the big players are gone. And I think when you look at this situation, even for the Sacramento Kings, it was... I don't know about you, but me personally, I started moving away from this once that article came out in The Athletic that he was not going to, that he does not intend and was not excited to be with Sacramento and did not intend to sign on any further, even if, you know, I thought that maybe this organization could sell him on why it could be a good place to stay. So I look at that situation, I go, okay, I get it all. But now I go and look at this trade deadline and you talk about, okay, was this the right move for Indiana? Could they have been more patient with things? I think sometimes you got you got to what what is what strike is when iron's hot. Yeah, I knew where you're going. <laughs> well, the other thing I'm curious about too is does this trade trigger some more activity now? Because I, for whatever reason, and I guess I get it, deadline spur action, but we always have to wait until the deadline for these uh. deals to happen. And this is a deal that went down a couple of weeks before now, mm-hmm. right? About three weeks before the trade deadline, whatever it is. Does this motivate other teams out there to go, you know what, we got to do something specifically? The Kings coming off a couple of bad losses. They're playing kind of 500 basketball hmm. recently. You can tell they need an injection of something. They explored this yacht. They did. Angle. Now, are they pivoting? Is it a Kuzma? Is it DeJounte Murray? Mm-hmm. Is it um, Zach Levine out there? There are some questions. Or do they take more of like a... Uh, let's check in on Bruce Brown. I'm just throwing a random name out there. What do they do? But I just wonder if this leads to more activity now as opposed to waiting until deadline day. And I hope it does. And I think the realization too of, of realizing what type of tier of player you need with what you have right now within the Sacramento Kings organization. Because if you weren't going to get a guy that already thought in his head that no matter what, he had to be 1A, 1B, it's like, then that's not that's not going to work going forward in the future. You got to make sure you're gathering the right pieces that understand what their role is going to be when Domas is on the floor, when Fox is on the floor, when Keegan's on the floor, and even when Monk's on the floor. I mean, that's someone else that we've seen when the ball is in, in yeah. his hands, the playmaking's happening, good things are happening. So, yeah, I'm curious what tier of player the Sacramento Kings organization could go from here now that Pascal Siakam has gone to Indiana. Can't wait. Of course, we will break it down as soon as big deals happen. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed the bonus pod. We love you guys, but we gots to go. See ya. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.